This is Chapter Three of The Boy's Life of Mark Twain. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. The Boy's Life of Mark Twain by Albert Bigelow Payne. Chapter Three School. But he must have book learning, too, Jane Clemens said. On his return to Hannibal that first summer, she decided that little Sam was ready for school. He was five years old and regarded as a stirring child. He drives me crazy with his didos when he's in the house, his mother declared, and when he's out of it, I'm expecting every minute that someone will bring him home half dead. Mark Twain used to say that he had had nine narrow escapes from drowning, and it was at this early age that he was brought home one afternoon in a limp state, having been pulled from a deep hole in Bear Creek by a slave girl. When he was restored, his mother said, I guess there wasn't much danger. People born to be hanged are safe in water. Mark Twain's mother was the original of Aunt Polly in the story of Tom Sawyer, an outspoken, keen-witted, charitable woman whom it was good to know. She had a heart full of pity, especially for dumb creatures. She refused to kill even flies, and punished the cat for catching mice. She would drown young kittens when necessary, but warmed the water for the purpose. She could be strict, however, with her children, if occasion required, and recognize their faults. Little Sam was inclined to elaborate largely on fact. A neighbor once said to her, "'You don't believe anything that child says, I hope.' "'Oh, yes, I know his average. I discount him ninety percent. The rest is pure gold.' She declared she was willing to pay somebody to take him off her hands for a part of each day and try to teach him manners. A certain Mrs. E. Hoare was selected for the purpose. Mrs. Hoare's school on Main Street, Hannibal, was of the old-fashioned kind. There were pupils of all ages, and everything was taught up to the third reader and long division. Pupils who cared to go beyond those studies went to a Mr. Cross on the hill, facing what is now the public square. Mrs. Hoare received twenty-five cents a week for each pupil, and the rules of conduct were read daily. After the rules came the ABC class, whose recitation was a hand-to-hand -hand struggle, requiring no study time. The rules of conduct that first day interested little Sam. He wondered how nearly he could come to breaking them and escape. He experimented during the forenoon, and received a warning. Another experiment would mean correction. He did not expect to be caught again, but when he least expected it he was startled by a command to go out and bring a stick for his own punishment. This was rather dazing. It was sudden, and then he didn't know much about choosing sticks for such a purpose. Jane Clemens had commonly used her hand. A second command was needed to start him in the right direction, and he was still dazed when he got outside. He had the forests of Missouri to select from, but choice was not easy. Everything looked too big and competent. Even the smallest switch had a wiry look. Across the way was a cooper's shop. There were shavings outside, and one had blown across just in front of him. He picked it up, and, gravely entered the room, handed it to Mrs. Hoare. So far as known, it is the first example of that humor which would one day make little Sam famous before all the world. It was a failure in this instance. Mrs. Hoare's comic side may have prompted forgiveness, but discipline must be maintained. "'Samuel Langhorne Clemens,' she said. 
he had never heard it all strung together in that ominous way i am ashamed of you jimmy dunlap go and bring a switch for sammy and the switch that jimmy dunlap brought was of a kind to give little sam a permanent distaste for school he told his mother at noon that he did not care for education that he did not wish to be a great man that his desire was to be an indian and scalp such persons as mrs hoare in her heart jane clemens was sorry for him but she openly said she was glad there was somebody who could take him in hand little sam went back to school but he never learned to like it a school was ruled with a rod in those days and of the smaller boys little sam's back was sore as often as the next when the days of early summer came again when from his desk he could see the sunshine lighting the soft green of holiday's hill with the glint of the river and the purple distance beyond it seemed to him that to be shut up with a webster spelling-book and a cross teacher was more than human nature could bear there still exists a yellow slip of paper upon which in neat old-fashioned penmanship is written miss pamela clemens has won the love of her teacher and schoolmates by her amiable deportment and faithful application to her various studies e hoare teacher thus we learn that little sam's sister eight years older than himself attended the same school and that she was a good pupil if any such reward of merit was ever conferred on little sam it has failed to come to light if he won the love of his teacher and playmates it was probably for other reasons yet he must have learned somehow for he could read presently and was a good speller for his age End of chapter 3